Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. In a week that saw the Game Award nominees nominate a game in the independent category that's not independent, they then followed it up, not the Game Awards, the industry, followed it up with, we're going to announce The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered, a game from three years ago. We all knew it was coming. We all knew it. We called it. Like a looming shadow in the distance. A storm approaching. For the record, I don't think we're allowed to say you called it if the bus has been in front of your face the entire time and you're uh, going to say, well, the bus is going to arrive pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, you probably shouldn't stand on the train tracks. You might get hit by the train known as Naughty Dog that's like, here, let's shove the same game down your throat multiple times in a row, and you idiots keep buying it. Yep. It's not a thrilling week for video game news. There is one good thing I can say about that PlayStation Sony thing. Yeah. But I'll say it then. We'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. I'll save it. Because this is the Gamers Do Podcast. Damn right it is. It's your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interests. Right, the A lot race, going on this week. The race of the world first. In race world of the world, world first. Um, Vegas F1. Vegas F1. League of Legends World Finals. World Finals. Some TV shows coming out if you're into that whole thing. Football season. Football season. There's something else too. Black Friday, Thanksgiving. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of stuff. What? You know what else there's a lot of? New releases. Thank you for the segue. Let's start with number one Broken Roads for the PC, also known as What's in Vegas. Ho ho. Ha, you got the easy jokes. Spirit T for PC, PlayStation, no, sorry, PC, Xbox, and Switch. Number three, Ark Survival Ascended for Xbox. Number four, Farming Simulator 22, the Premium Edition. Premium Farming. For PC, PlayStation, Xbox. Number five, I have the hiccups uh, coming to you on this podcast. (sighs) Number five, Gods of the Twilight for PC. Number six, Hogwarts Legacy made it to the Switch. And I heard it's actually not bad. Okay. I'm impressed. Number seven, Howl. PC and the Switch. Number eight, Remnant 2, The Awakened King DLC for PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. You know what every time I re- I've read that? Immediately, I think Destiny the Taken King. Ah. Uh, every time. 
Number nine, Checkmate Showdown for the PC. Number 10, Lake Seasons Greetings DLC for the PC, whatever it was already out on. Number 11, The Last Faith for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 12, Nailbucks Dungeon Master for the PC. Good enough. Okay. Number 13, PlayStation Portal. If you really wanted to spend $200 for a small screen, you can. I just can't comprehend how you can justify the PlayStation Portal when you can get a Steam Deck for like 350 bucks. What if, Matt, I wanted to buy a PlayStation Portal and The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered? Number 14, Teardown for PS5 and Xbox and the Time Campers DLC. You remember Teardown? No. It's like the brick, every individual like pixel one. It's got the cool physics of driving through the wall, doing like the heist, and, like shoot down walls, and you don't remember this. I do not. You, if you saw it immediately, you'd be like, "That makes a lot of sense." Okay, I'll Google it. Like breaking down walls because you like plan out the the trailer or demo that we always saw was that they would plan out a heist by blowing out walls, doing whatever, and then they would execute said heist. The it's uh, all like Minecrafty when I say bit style. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep, I remember that title title screen thing. Number 16, Assassin's Creed Nexus VR for the Quest 2. Number 17, Es Libra Revision for the Switch. (laughs) Number 18, Dredge, the Pale Reach DLC. Number 19, Flashback 2 for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number 20, Jagged Alliance 3 for the PlayStation and Xbox. Number 21, The Kind? Kinderman Remedy? Kinderman. Kinderman, I like that. Kinderman Remedy for PC. Number 22, Lot for the PC. Number 23, Power Wash Simulator Back to the Future DLC. Think you washed the DeLorean or the clock tower? Uh, You better fucking believe you do. And if you don't, why did you call it this DLC? <laughs> Number 24, Tobor for PC. Number 25, Naruto X Boruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections. For the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. So much bullshit. Number 26, Persona 5 Tactica for the PC, Xbox. Number 27, Super Mario RPG for the Switch. Number 28, The Walking Dead Destinies for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. And number 29, Warhammer Age of Sigmar Realms of Ruin for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox for the Emperor. Damn. Has subtitles there. <sighs> ah. Gonna have to deal with the throat phlegm. You got it going on. I do. I I had a a very interesting week. So, of throat phlegm, there was throat phlegm. Okay, there was sinus pressure. There was Canada. Huh? There was company meetings. It was a whole slew of things this week, and it was a great week for me to be sick. <laughs> because of course you still have to attend all of those oh yeah baby i'm so sorry because i'm not editing any of this yeah you're dealing with it this is live <laughs> baby not live but you know raw it's live, it's live for me i'm in raw there. like my throat uh am i doing number one raw like my butthole too <laughs> from all the mexican and brazilian food or whatever yeah the fuck you've it had was. a you've had a latin weekend <laughs> so far yeah Oh uh, yeah, you can have odds because I read a lot of games. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, 
Persona developer Atlas will raise the average annual salary of its employees by 15% in April 2024. The developer will also be paying performance bonuses based on the profit it's generated globally. Insider Gaming reported that the success of projects including the Persona and Shimagami—I this one wrecks my tongue for some reason. Shimagami Tensei franchises is what led Atlas to reconsider its salaries. Uh, the company said it wanted to quote create a comfortable working environment for each and every employee end quote, and that it was quote investing in various personnel measures, including reforms to its personnel system end quote. Rare occasion of a company Taking investing a into. It's workforce. It's it's a double-edged uh, investing into your workforce and also becoming a more attractive company for better yeah. candidates. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that there's also some conversations and in, uh, in some investigation that was done that they were like, you know, if we just increased our wages, we could probably get away with not having people unionize. Yeah, oh, there's there's definitely going to be... If we do everything of the, you know, look at the back of the hand that's slapping you type of thing, then it's like, hey, here's a lot of money. And here's all the things we're going to try to hush over by giving you a lot more money. A perfect example of this is if you're in this sort of thing, is there was recently a labor agreement contract signed by the auto workers union. And after that happened... All the f- companies that don't participate in auto unions, Hyundai, Honda, Toyota, um, what other big ones am I forgetting? Kia's included in with Hyundai. I don't know which ones participate um, or not, so I can just name things. But All of those that aren't participating yeah, ma- raised all of their salaries to match the... Pseudo-participation. Yes, because they're like... All right, we'll just do the bare minimum so that we don't have our workers unionize. Which is fine, because like that's kind of the point of unions. So, you know, there you go. Yeah. That's the market, I guess, working. I guess. I don't know. I'm not smart. So is it working, or is it just kind of, kind of working? I think it's how it's supposed to work. But, you know, we're still probably behind a few uh, a few generations. As far as what is fair. True. All right. Let's go to number two. And NetEase has added yet another studio to its development roster with Worlds Untold, a new studio led by former Bioware developer Mac Walters. While the studio is headquartered in Vancouver, Worlds Untold is billed as a fully remote studio, and it will work on, quote, AAA action-adventure games with an emphasis on narrative and world-building, end quote. Walters will serve as CEO of Worlds Untold, bringing with him a wealth of experience from nearly 20 years at BioWare, where he was lead writer on Mass Effect 2 and 3, narrative director on Anthem, creative... Oh, boy, we're not doing too great. Creative director on Mass Effect Andromeda, and most recently, production director on the Dragon Age franchise. You, like, started out okay. <clears throat> Mass Effect 2. Yeah. And then it went downhill from there. <laughs> yep. I'm, uh... You know, we've seen a lot of, a lot of de- uh, developer studios pop up. A lot of specifically, bi- there's been a lot of Bioware. Yes. And I'm always curious. Like, this one I'm pretty curious about just because of the guy who's running it. And it's, I feel like it's like a 
a 50-50 situation where you're like, this might be shit or this might be good. So, especially when you see the resume, you're like, oh, gonna have to watch this one. You're like, all right, take some of the elements from each of these things and you might have an okay game. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be either a... uh, I'm still of the mind that they shouldn't have canned Anthem as fast as they did. I agree. I mean, Anthem... It launched like has shit. a lot of had a lot of potential as far yeah, as the but it world also had, and... it had so many problems both technical and otherwise. Yep. But also, I can I can see it. Yep. I can see it working. Yep. <clears throat> but we'll never know now, and I'm sure Bioware will be dead in a little while, as per you know tradition. Oh boy, number three, more union talking. The Communications Workers of America filed an unfair labor practice on behalf of the Allied Employees Guild improving Sega or Aegis. Uh, after Sega reportedly proposed a plan to, quote, phase out temporary workers by February 2024 and outsource roles to Europe and Japan. Aegis member Elise Willacker said this would affect roughly 80 people in the union's bargaining unit. You know, if you got a if you got a, a group of people and they're trying to bargain for a union, uh, you know, why not just get rid of them? You know? <laughs> Big brain move right there. Um earlier this year, Sega of America <laughs> employees. I just love that. No. <laughs> uh, you're fired. Uh, Sega of America employees voted yes to forming a union consisting of over 200 staff from live service marketing and product development departments. That's a, it's an interesting one. Especially considering that Sega is making this big push uh, recently. Um, to They're like trying to make a comeback of sorts. I, I don't know. Do we talk about that later? Maybe. I we mean, may or been, may not talk about that. They've later. been buying people, though. So They've been buying people. They've been saying that they're going to come out with uh, Sonic games and all sorts of other... Um, I've been getting jealous know. on the sidelines. What was that? I've been getting jealous on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. They're like, we want money, too. Yo, dude, we like money. You uh, know how long they've been waiting? I'm pretty sure there's a... Re- you know, when you're getting an unfair labor practice, because what you did is illegal. Listen... We don't worry about those. We don't. We don't sweat the small stuff. Or <laughs> right, don't worry about it. Don't look behind the glass. They're like, wait, you can't fire people who are trying to form a union. Is that it's a conflict of interest of some kind? No, it's weird. Uh, number four, Epic. <laughs> Epic. Great. Epic. Epic Games has announced a new voice reporting feature for Fortnite. When enabled, enabled, it will record the last five minutes of chat audio on a rolling basis. Users can submit audio samples as evidence of actions violating community guidelines. Recordings will be sent to moderators for review afterward, automatically deleted after 14 days, or for the length of processing. So if it's always processing, you don't ever have to delete it. Big There's brain. a lot of big brain moves brain going moves on this week. <laughs> User reports will also remain anonymous. Voice reporting will automatically be enabled for Fortnite players under 18. 
Miners who do not wish to have their voice chat audio captured must mute themselves or turn off voice chat entirely. Guardians will also be able to manage the audio chat permissions as well as using Epic's parental controls. So given the player base of Fortnite... Sure, I know what you're thinking. How many moderators are they going to have? And oh, when they say mind. moderators... I don't know what you're thinking. You know, they're, they're kind of trying to make you think that they're like, obviously it's a person. But as a moderator, are they going to consider a moderator like a a like oh it's a it's a AI on the server that's going to just scrub through this? It might have a little bit of both. I wouldn't be surprised if like it tries to do a text to speech or a speech to text like translation <clears throat> and just then looks scans for it for buzzwords and yeah. then depending on what it finds, passes it off to a human to evaluate. Yeah. Um, that might be the case. It is also hysterical uh, because voice chat is just terrible anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm one of those people who it's when the funny I play thing. online, like the first thing I do is mute everyone. Oh, so. I, absolutely. I'm like, I don't, want to, I don't want to listen to any of you. If I wanted to listen to you, you'd be in the Discord call I'm in right now. But that being said, Automatically enabled for Fortnite players under 18. I have a feeling there's a large contingent that is under 18 that either one lies about being above 18 or two is some of the worst offenders. <laughs> yeah. I also uh, suspect there'll be some sort of um, legal pushback on that because, like, I don't know, like, the. It seems like there would be a legality issue with just automatically recording people who are minors. Oh, well, for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I just pretend, pretend to be one sometimes. I just pretend to be one on the internet. <laughs> exactly. All right. Number five. We're going to blow through this now that I'm thinking about it. But that's fine. No, we're not. Well, actually, yeah. You know what? I'm okay with that. Remedy has changed its previously free-to-play multiplayer title into a paid game. Remedy explained that discussions with its publishing partner Tencent had led to the decision, which will also see the title's code name change from Vanguard to Kestrel. Quote, due to uncertainties in creating a successful game to the rapidly changing free-to-play market and associated risks, the parties have discussed a new direction for the game project, end quote. Remedy also revealed that the game has, quote, reached the end of its proof of concept phase and, and due, due to this evaluation. So I meant to say. I also saw another article that said that the game was being rebooted. Essentially, yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah. But Remedy, making a lot of games. They are. I mean, this is kind of one of those. I, I enjoyed reading this because it's like, okay, people are noticing that the free-to-play market might not be like, the best move anymore. Right. So. And at least it hasn't been unless you want to be a leech. Yeah. And I'm assuming Remedy probably was like, you know what? We have good luck with making traditional games right now. So why don't we just stick with that? Yeah. And Tencent's like, you know, what? we crunch the numbers and uh, we, if we do a paid game, we're guaranteed to make this amount of money. If we do a live service game, we might only make this amount of money, but we might make this bigger number. So they're like, well, let's just play it safe because we like money. 
when we, we like care. money. And we don't care who knows. Yeah. We like it when we can tell the people who gave us money how much money we're going to make them. And we're right on the money. <laughs> you know what it's all about? Money. The money. Oh, God. Number six, let's talk about a game I or a company I haven't heard of or haven't heard from in a long time. Long time. Long time. NCSoft has shown off a couple of projects at this year's G-Star. G-Star, for those that are uninitiated, uh, is an annual trade show for the video game industry in Korea. Big time. Project LLL. NCSoft, I've this isn't the first time I've seen project names from NCSoft. I don't know who the fuck comes up with these things. But uh I think you need to get them some help. Anyways. Project LLL is a third person open world shooter MMO hybrid highly reminiscent of Massive's The Division. A sci-fi game taking place in a devastated soul. Project LLL will feature a playable open world of more than 30 square kilometers connected through a seamless environment. In the new gameplay trailer, we see the player character engaging various monstrous creatures, maybe transformed humans, with a variety of weaponry. The player character is also shown riding vehicles like a jeep, helicopter, as well as entering a mech. Last year, NCSoft said Project LLL would launch in 2024 for PC and consoles. Yeah, I meant to watch these trailers, but I never got around to it. Project M is an interactive narrative title clearly inspired by the games made by Quantic Dream. However, the new gameplay video shows actual cro- shows actual crosshair. I think that's meant to say an actual cross- okay. crosshair. Suggesting that there will be free-form action instead of just quick-time events. Powered by Unreal Engine 5, Project M will utilize Lumen, Nanai, and MetaHuman to push the visuals. It is being made for PC and consoles, although there's no launch date yet. And <coughs> oh my god, he's dying! It was a good run. NCSoft also brought new trailers for the MMORTS Project G and collectible RPG Project BB or BSS. G unit. No, that's the name of the that was the name of the show they were at. Oh shit. Uh an MMORTS. What does it even mean? I don't know. I I I devoted about 30 seconds to try to imagine what that would be. And then I just said, why am I even trying to do this? Because Is it just like total war? <clears throat> but MMO? So like everybody's a massively nation? multiplayer online real time strategy. Eve? I think you'd need units of some kind. Well, Eve, you're your ship. Yeah. So maybe like almost like a... I'm kind of imagining like those like open world survival games a la like Rust, but instead of like being an, an individual person, you have like a I'm thinking, town. I'm thinking like Civ or Clash of Clans. Yeah. Clash of yeah. Clans, but an MMO. Yeah. Where you're just, your base is full of a bunch of warriors that you can send out 10 at a time to go attack whatever. Yeah. There you go. Boom, you nailed it. 
That's what it is. And it's always online. Yeah, so how's that work? You just get fucked when you're offline? 100%. Like, the way all of those games work when you go offline. Rust, you get raided and die. Lose all your stuff. Rape and pillage. Rape and pillage. Terrible. I'm not acknowledging you. Terrible, just terrible. All right, I'm like just what are you sticky. Doing? It's probably the fucking ice cream. Sticky. Um. Next up, we got uh, the old game award nominations. You got the you got the link running. I do got the link up. Okay, I right. got it up. This iPad actually works, which is holy shit. I know. Don't fucking breathe too hard. It's gonna break again. I, I'll cough as well. <laughs> um. What do you want? What do you? Uh, what are we doing? Top to the bottom. Do you want to start with the game or the game of the year? Do you want to end with the game of the year? I want to end with the game of the year. All right. I'm not gonna. I'll. I'll try to breeze through it and skip over. You want to do esport event? No. Yeah. Give me. Give me. Let's do that. Give me the title, of the category. And I'll tell you whether or not I give a shit. Okay. Esports event. No. Esports coach. No. Esports team. No. Esports athlete. No. Esports game. Yes. Counter-Strike 2, Dota okay. 2, okay. League of Legends, PUBG Mobile, Valorant. Okay. Strong feelings on any of those. Uh, not necessarily anything strong. I think Valorant will probably have a big one. CSGO 2 is going to have, or CS2 is going to have its own hype moment. So Yeah. And League's been pretty good, but Dota's also a killer. So, I mean, there's there's four clear contenders, I think. But. And PUBG Mobile's been big in everywhere so other than the U.S. So Right. And, well. <laughs> yeah. Uh content creator of the year. Me. Nailed it. Gamers 2 podcast. Most anticipated game. Uh I'm curious what they listed. So I, I only saw some of these. Mm-hmm. I didn't dig through the entire tweets uh from the Game Awards channel or watch that weird video or the fact that apparently they're in Fortnite. Apparently you can vote for the Game Awards inside of Fortnite. You know, one hundred percent more than I do. Keely's in Fortnite. Yeah, just let that sink in. So my issue with Jeff Keely <laughs> is like he's on this high horse about trying to like you know create the game awards and create exposure for you know video game industry and all that good stuff. But he's only he's creating a brand that's focused around him. So when he's not around. What you 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 it just deflates. Like you you should be trying to create something that stands out, but like outside of you. Right. You it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be about you. I mean, he's lucky that he didn't name it Jeff Keeley's Game Awards. Yeah, because that we we are so close to that though. Like <laughs> oh yeah. Anyways, um, most anticipated games Tekken Eight. Star Wars Outlaws, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, Hades 2, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Uh, uh, <clears throat> my guess is Final Fantasy 7 is going to win. I mean... I don't know it, why, just, but the just, type of people that votes on the Game Awards it gets a serious hard on for final fantasy 7 true you're not wrong and then if they don't win it's gonna be star wars i hades might do it 
That's true. Hades might because that wasn't Hades. that game of the year. Hades one was. Uh, it? yeah, and it and it was really good. Yeah. So there's there's a few. I'd be sad if Final Fantasy won. I straight up, I'd be I'd be sad. I would be too. But it's a future award for a game that doesn't exist technically. So who gives a shit? I think of the list, the most likely to actually be a genuinely good game is going to be Hades two or like a dragon. Oh, agreed. Yeah. I agree those two games, even not just in terms of be a good game, are going to be better than the rest of that list. Yeah. Uh, best multiplayer presented by Discord. Sure. Boulder's Gate 3? It has co-op. Okay. Diablo 4? No. Party Animals? Gang B. Okay, I can see that. Street Fighter 6? Okay. Super Mario Bros. Wonder? It'll either be Wonder Party Animals, or what was the first one? Uh, Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate, yeah. Best community support? No. Which, let's put it real quick. The fact that Destiny is on that list is fucking hysterical. Another one that's on the list that kind of makes me giggle a little bit, although I understand why it's on there, Cyberpunk. Oh, for sure, yeah. But also, yeah, it's an under, that one's at least an understanding of why it's on there. Mm-hmm. The uh, all the improvements they've made, the 4K, the basically not re-release, but the whole changing of the game when they put it back out again this year, and the Liberty Phantom uh, Liberty Phantom Liberty DLC. Mm-hmm. So I can see, hey, look, we patch, you know, we're keeping it alive, good support, yada yada. We don't want you guys to go away and feel empty-handed. Blah 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 blah. Where's my multiplayer? All right, cool, good talk. Uh, but Destiny 2 being on that after just cutting a shit ton of people, yeah. delaying everything, canceling it, it's like, what the fuck? A little silly. Um, games for Impact. Innovation in accessibility. Sports? Sure. Yeah, uh, okay. Give me the accessibility one. Because I'm, I'm always curious about these because sometimes I notice. Yeah. Sometimes I see the menus and I'm like, holy shit. Other times I I don't, so. Um, which you, you probably would have a pretty good, um, I think you've seen most of these enough. Diablo four. Okay. Forza Motorsport. Okay. Hi-Fi Rush. Okay. Marvel's Spider-Man two. Yeah. Mortal Kombat one. Okay. Street Fighter six. The only one I can really speak to is, is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It's got some pretty decent ones. So yeah. We'll see. I don't know if there's anything that's. I'd have, I'm not the right person to ask, but I'm curious to see if there's anything that's actually innovating in any of them. Yeah. It's like, a, holy shit, this is actually so good as an accessibility feature. Next up is uh, best sports slash racing. I'm only curious because if I remember correctly in this category, Gran Turismo is not listed because it didn't come out this year. It is not. Uh, but like <clears throat> the crew Motorfest or whatever it is, and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Um, the Crew Motor Fest, Hot Wheels Unleashed Two, uh, Forza Motorsports F one twenty three, and then EA Sports FC twenty four. Which I why is Football is Manager not on this list? That's a good question. I think you could probably sub out. I don't think. Well, the crew. I think the weakest link on here is probably the crew. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that. Um, I think EA, I think FC twenty four is going to take it without a question. But I'd love to see Hot Wheels win that. I would too because I don't know if it's Motors, anything Motors like Spite, Motorsport might actually win it too. <clears throat> I yeah, I mean the motor, uh, 
It might be an actually good game. I don't know. Well, Forza, the launch on it was kind of rough, I think. but It was rough more for the mechanics inside of the thing from what I, from I remember. Like upgrading the car and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, the I would love to see Hot Wheels win that. Are you kidding me? Uh, best sim strategy game? Sim strategy? Uh, go for it. Advanced Wars 1 and 2, Reboot Ooh, Camp. I, I, I still got to play. I got to fucking that's got to go on my Christmas list. City Skyline 2, Company okay. of Heroes 3, okay. Fire Emblem Engage, Pikmin 4. Interesting. I guess Pikmin is strategy. I don't never really think about it that way, but I guess it is. Yeah, I wouldn't either, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Pick up a bunch of people and have them do jobs for you. Strategy. Best corporate fam- Corporate world is strategy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird um best family game uh super mario something super mario bros wonder perfect nailed it (laughs) really though uh best fighting game this one will be interesting because they're you have mortal kombat coming out or you know that came out you also have street fighter that came out yeah then uh nintendo all-star brawl 2 right no I, i stopped at the two that mattered pocket bravery uh huh. God of Rock. Yep. You're welcome. I saved your region three things. Uh, I, this this is me saying like nothing about the fighting community. Where watch one of those other three be like an amazing fighting game. Mm-hmm. Um, Hi Fi Rush not in there. Nope. Is that a fighting game? Or just I don't. Action? I don't know. Sort of like an action adventure. Because like you are brawling. <clears throat> I guess they don't consider. I guess they consider. Like, well, be, let me see. I, here. Like, would Spider Man be a fighting game? You know what I mean? It's not an action adventure either. Oh, all right. It's well. an action game, though. Okay. All right. Best RPG. I think that's this. This should Baldur's be, Gate Three. Yeah, this should be an easy one. There. I mean, there are other good games. There like, are a lot of good RPGs this year. Uh, Final Fantasy Sixteen, Lies yep. of P, Sea of yep. Stars. Yep. Starfield. Yeah. Uh, all of those solid. Sea of Stars was like critically acclaimed mm-hmm. for bringing back that old feeling of an old RPG. It was it's kind of it. It funny fun because the bit, I hit, the bit I played it, <laughs> arguably the weakest game in here is Starfield. Yeah, or Final Fantasy sixteen, but still, honestly, probably, probably Final Fantasy sixteen. But yes, no Starfield. Surf. That's like the I think the only thing Starfield got nominated for. So suck it. Best action adventure game, Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man. Alan Wake 2. Spider-Man. Okay. I'd argue Alan Wake 2 is not an action-adventure game, which is a is, is a weird argument to make. No, I could see that argument. I can 100%, like, 100% see that argument. It's closer to, like, like Resident Evil is also that way, is, is an action-adventure game, technically. Yep, it's on here. But uh, that one has more action in it, where I feel like Alan Wake is more suspenseful yeah. thriller than... Yeah, I... I'll, I don't know. I, it's weird. I think the categories need a revamp. Oh, 100%. Well, we'll get to that when we get to the independent one. Um, all right, so it's Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which, okay. No. And then uh, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Spider-Man. Yep. Best action game. I don't know about this one. Is it just a bunch of shooters? No, because it'd be the best shooter. Uh, Armored Core Six. Okay. Dead Island Two. Okay. Ghost Runner Two. Okay. Hi Fi Rush. Yep. Remnant Two. The last three are your 
priority picks. Sort of however it tickles you. Okay. Probably... I don't know. Dead Island was fun for an action game, but Ghost Runner 2 is definitely going to be up there. Okay. Uh, best VR AR game. I, th- I couldn't even tell you one that came out. Um, and I've read about six of them this year. I mean, I think I think the one that would take it is the one that you were not thinking of, which is Gran Turismo 7. Yep. Which Miller. is wild that why is it in here but not in racing? Probably because specifically the VR got patched in after. Is my guess. Okay. Uh, all right. So because that that was my initial thought is I don't remember if seven came out earlier this year or not. I literally time is an enigma. Yeah. Um, because if it had come out in this window, then it not being in racing is a problem. Yeah. And the crew being there is what the fuck? Like yeah. Um, it's Grand Turismo Seven, Humanity, Horizon, Call of the Mountain, Resident oh, Evil yeah. Village, VR mode, and oh, then Synapse. Don't know what that is. Don't know what that is either. Best mobile game. Here we go. Best debut indie game. Best independent game. All right. So let's go back to mobile. Okay. I'm curious. Okay. I know I, I know I should have stopped you at any point during this, but when you said, here we go, I, I thought you were then going to read them and not continue on this. My bad. Oh, no. I was just like, I was going to. I assume we br- we brush over a mobile game. But. No, I'm just curious because you did say PUBG Mobile is pretty big, but that that shouldn't be in this list. I, it's I, not. I think these are technically still supposed to be games that came out this year. So, uh, Terra Nil. Don't know what that is. Monster Hunter Now. Okay. Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Hell, oh my god. The World of Warcraft South Park. Yep. I'm gonna go play Hello Kitty Island Adventure. God damn it, butters. Uh, Hanki Star Rail. Yep, we've talked about that. Multiple times. I, the Star Rail part sounds familiar. Yeah, it's been in the list. It's one of the ones that ends with like an R at some point. Yeah. 85 different games later. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Okay, yeah. Uh, do you care about debut indie games? I'm curious. I'll have to look at the... It was Terra Nil was the first one on that list? Yep, Terra Nil. I'm just curious. I, sometimes I get curious about like when they say, oh, here's a new best mobile game. And if it's actually... Ah, uh, like okay. It's... It's ne- it's Devolver. It's well. It's Terra free- Nil is Terra Nil is free lives. Devolver Netflix. Okay, so it's a worth. It's worth at least me <clears throat> going to the store page and debating. Yeah, and that's about maybe as far as I get. <laughs> which it might fall into the Netflix exclusive problem. Ooh, which means I don't care. Yeah. Also, um, how is I considered mobile. You know what I mean? It's. I don't know. Well, I guess it it makes sense because you can't really you can only do the Netflix games on mobile devices. Really? Yeah. That is interesting. I don't think you can on PC. I'd have to check. Like they don't show up. They don't show up on my TV, which that kind of makes sense, but Terra Nil is by Netflix. I can install it. Okay. It is a revert it it literally says it's a reverse city builder. That's even more interesting. Do you just destroy cities then? I'm going to install it. Okay. I'll let you know next week. <laughs> <laughs> Best debut indie game. Yep. Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, Viewfinder. So, Pizza Tower, really good. Viewfinder really good. I've heard Dredge, Dredge come up really good. Yeah, 
My vote, Cocoon. Damn. Because I really enjoyed it. Damn. It was just, it was a good, I think it was, I was maybe five to six hours of just puzzle solving, and I was like, you know what? I feel happy after that. It was my journey. Yeah. Those are good ones. Uh, It was was such a good palate cleanse. Pizza Tower. Made by Tour de Pizza. Well, of course it is. Um, (laughs) Who else would make that game? Best independent game. Here's the problem. Cocoon. Dave the Diver. Dredge. Sea of Stars. Viewfinder. So. My vote is Cocoon again. Okay. One of these is not like the others. Yeah, literally, I think the difference from the other category is what? Dave the Diver for... Um, isn't Everything's the same, isn't it? Except for Dave the Diver. Dave the Diver. Other. Here's the problem with Dave the Diver. They're not an independent studio. They're owned by Nexon. What if... What if they accidentally... Swipped, swapped the categories and then didn't fix it. <laughs> and they were like, well, we're just going to run with it. But even then, it's not independent. It's not an indie game. <clears throat> well, I guess this is this is the thing that's kind of weird and where they need a revamp. They have best independent game, but then they have best debut ind- indie game. Right. I feel like that's a little redundant. Well, it is redundant. It's the same fucking games in both categories. So it's redundant in the example that it's the same games in both categories, but where it's not redundant is if... uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the studio. Holy shit, I'm going to blank so hard. But, like, think of Stardew. If they made Stardew 2, it doesn't go into the debut category. It goes into the best indie category. Yeah, I just... I still feel like it's it's redundant, though. It's a debut of the studio. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's a, it is a redundancy. I guess you could argue it's trying to get more exposure on, on Indies. Right. I don't, I guess, I guess my problem is, I think a better category would be best debut, best debut studio or, or something like that. Yeah. Instead of. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mm, yeah. Best indie game and best really what they best should studios, do. Best studio debut would be better categories because then you would highlight the game and highlight the studio, which is yeah. what you want to do. You don't exactly. want to just say David Dockers. Or do like best independent game and then best um best new indie studio or something. Right, yeah. And then, you know, for saying blah 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 with the game blah. Yeah. Uh I, that that would probably help it a lot. But either way, my bigger Dave the Diver is not a independent studio. They're owned by Nexon. They're specifically not independent. Yeah. All right. Well, what we'll do is we'll come up with a proposal. We'll revamp the game award categories, and then we'll send it to Jeff Keeley. Perfect. And then once again, the industry owes us millions. Exactly. Um. Best ongoing. All right, here we go again. All right, best ongoing game, which I think you could almost argue that best ongoing game and best. Um, I know what you're gonna say, but no. Okay, I can argue this one harder than I can the other one. Yeah, because this shouldn't be best ongoing game. This should basically be best live, live service, service game. Yeah, and the other one is best community support. Of still just being like, like best community support should have like Baldur's Gate should be in that list. My issue I mean? with this though is that there's not. Well, one of these games I would not consider a live service game. But so like best community support for me is like Larian Studios mm-hmm. for Baldur's Gate. Yes. Because they're just, you know, loving yep. it and enjoying it. Uh but then you get to best live service game and you're kinda like, okay, well then you're gonna run into the FIFA or <clears throat> FCs and That's the true. Maddens and the The NBAs, the uh the Call of Duties, the mm-hmm. Apex how many have I named? None of them. Fuck. Wait, did you say Apex Legends? Yeah. Okay. Apex that was the last Legends. One we got Apex Legends. Okay. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. No. Yeah. See, that's that's my issue. That doesn't kill. That's not wrong list anyway. Final Fantasy uh, fifteen sixteen. What are we on? Twenty five. What? what is this? Sixteen. Fourteen. <laughs> I think you mean fourteen. The MMO. Yeah, 14. Okay, 14 is allowed to be on the list. Because I was going to say, 16 and 15 aren't allowed on there. Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, Genshin Impact. Yeah, so everything, Cyberpunk shouldn't be on there. Uh, that's that's the one where... Uh, Final Fantasy should win. There you go. Fortnite actually has a solid race this year, though. For putting the old map back in and pulling a lot of people back in, yada, yada. In a, yep. in a year where Modern Warfare is kind of down, apparently. So, we'll see. But Final Fantasy still just absolutely kills it. Best adaptation. Which way? Movie to game or game to movie? Uh, it looks like it's game to movie or game to live action or game to something. Oh, okay. So you got all your. So what does that even include? Cyberpunk? 
that's not on here, but they would have been. I think it was on last year. Oh yeah, Ed Runners. Yeah. Uh Castlevania Nocturne uh Nocturne, which is uh animation and yep. Netflix. Yep. Gran Turismo. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right, the David Hayter movie. Uh The Last of Us. That'll win. Super Mario Bros. the movie. Chris Pratt's not winning an award. Twisted Metal. A cute shout out, but we all know it's gonna be The Last of Us. Yeah. Um, oh, it's the Game Awards, it's The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> Best performance. Do you want me to go through that list? Uh yeah, I'm curious. Ben Starr in Final Fantasy 16. Okay. Cameron Monaghan in uh Jedi Survivor. Yep, Survivor. Uh Idris Elba in Phantom Cyber Liberty. Punk. Yep. Uh Melanie Liberd. Liebird? Liebird, I'm gonna go with. And Alan Wake 2. Oh, uh, she must play Saga. That's what I'm assuming. It doesn't say. Wow, why would it not say their character? No, it's kind of stupid, right? Uh, Neil Newbon. She does do very good, by the way. Uh, Neil Newbon in uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, Yuri Lowenthal in Spider-Man 2. I wonder if Yuri is Yuri. That'd be funny. Uh, I'm going to vote for uh, Saga, Alan Wake 2. Okay. Best audio design. Um, Forza Motorsport. Not on there. No. Alan Wake Two. Oh, well, that's pretty good audio. Dead Space. I don't think it had the same audio or like as good audio as it used to. So, Hi-Fi Rush. Ooh, a music game. Spider-Man Two. Well, it was good, but Resident Evil Four. I'm between Hi-Fi and Alan Wake. These two are, I think, there's, I think the next is best score in music. My issue with these two categories is there's too much crossover, usually. Yeah. And best score, unless you get Halo 3 soundtrack. I mean, well, I don't give a <laughs> shit, man. Uh, I, saw, I saw a video today mm-hmm. after I sent that to you guys. And other, <clears throat> of course, you know how the Twitter algorithm is. Yeah. Naturally. It shows up and it uh it was some clip of people doing it in a cathedral. Mm. And I was just like, ah, oh, it's so good. That is a banger. Oh, it's such a banger. Absolutely no reason to be that hard. Um <laughs> Best score in music, I'll just rip through real quick. Alan Wake two, Baldur's Gate three, uh Final Fantasy sixteen, uh Hi Fi Rush. And Legends of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Best Art Direction. Alan Wake 2. Hi-Fi Rush. Lies of P. Super Mario Bros. Wonder. And then uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. Uh, Best Narrative. Alan Wake 2. Baldur's Gate 3. Phantom Liberty. Final Fantasy 16, uh, Spider-Man 2. So another irritation, and this might be where I'm reading the list from, but they keep switching. When they list Final Fantasies out, they keep switching between the new the number and the Roman numerals. Oh, God, so painful. Um, Somebody just couldn't write X1 or XV1. Yep. Best game director. I guess would that be 
Because technically it would be XV1 or X1V, and it would look dyslexic if you were having a problem. Yes. Which is stupid. Robot I think rules. where my my issue keeps popping up is because it's it keeps going back and forth. So like it was listing sixteen as sixteen one six, and then it randomly at one point switched to Roman numerals. Oh jeez! <laughs> and now it switched back to numbers again. So I'm like, what the fuck? Um, where was I? Just the best narrative, best game direction. The, I this always it gets weird. Yeah, multiple times where you get best game director, and then you get <clears> into well, the best game, and it's like, well, if the best game director didn't do the best. Like, how to? Well, the MVP's not on the winning team, and it's like, well, they are the most valuable person to that team because without them, they'd be even worse. And it's yeah. like, well, like Shohei's the MVP. No shit, he's better than everybody else in the baseball. The Angels suck. They're fucking <laughs> off. Yeah, except now he's a free agent. So let's see. Um, I don't right. care about director. Okay. Game of the year. Game of the year. Alan Wake 2. Baldur's Gate 3. Spider-Man 2. Resident Evil 4. Super Mario Bros. Wonder. And then Legends of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It's a pretty good list. The list is good. Um, I think... I think there is a clear winner. Okay. I also think this is all right. So let me preface this by saying I didn't play any of these games. I didn't play a fucking game this year, but from like context clues and like, you know, following media and stuff and hearing talking to people that have played the games, I think there's a clear cut winner. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's what I think. Okay. Um, And I also think that there's. They're all strong candidates. I mean, I think maybe... I think Wonder has probably the le- the least shot. Interesting. Okay. I kind of would have assumed it'd be Resident Evil 4 or even... I, well, I think... I, true. <clears throat> I, I'll put Resident Evil 4 and Wonder on like the same level of, yeah. of the lesser of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, then Tears of the Kingdom just above that. Yes. That's what I was going to do as well. And I think Alan the big Wake, three is... Spider-Man and Baldur's Gate. Yeah. And then I think Baldur's Gate wins. Same. And I think my game of the year is going to be between Alan Wake and Spider-Man. That's fair. There you go. Boom. It all makes sense, which is weird. <laughs> you know, everything you, you say, it just makes a lot of sense. You you didn't play Baldur's Gate, right? No. Okay. No, I didn't have... I enjoyed seeing clips of it and whatever, but I've never... Even Divinity Original Sin... Uh, two that I've tried to play multiple times. I never got far enough into like justify spending the money on Baldur's Gate to try to do it again. Yeah, they're just not. I'd have to be playing with somebody and like, oh, almost be backpacked or like handcuffed to them to get through the game because I would just my ADHD would take over. I start playing something else. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty beefy game. Yeah. Um, the other thing I pointed out just because it's kind of somewhat. I don't know if comical is a good way of describing it, but. Um, no Starfield, yeah, for game of the year, and and which I think is correct. Yeah, I I agree. I wouldn't have put it in the list. Also, like it only made it into one category. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess you kind of. I guess by I might have put I might have put Forza up there before I put Starfield up there. Like it would have been close if I had to if I had to put Xbox in. I guess. uh, Yeah, not really. um, Not really success. 
Well, you know what that means, Matt. Uh, what's that mean? It's time for a one news bullet early section of Rumor Roundup. Rumor Roundup. I threw you through a loop because normally I put Rumor Roundup at the end. No, I know. I didn't. That's why I scrolled down. Because there's conflicting second. things. There's conflicting trends with the podcast. In, just in general? Or <laughs> well, in general, but there's there's two topics that usually get reserved for the bottom. But what if they are happening in the same week? Oh, well, then you, then gotta you make, just got to fucking make decisions. pick one. Yeah. Dedicated fans have put together an early map of GTA 6 based on the leaked clips that surfaced online, which suggests that it will be triple the size of the map featured in the previous entry in this series, which is called GTA 5, for anybody that's trying to figure out how Matt's cryptic wording writes. Or GTA Online. Still in GTA 5. <sighs> Just saying. <laughs> Just say fucking say map. <laughs> uh, that's last- fucking ridiculous. All right. First off, probably not true. Second off, if that is true. What the fuck, dude? If that is true, it'll be very interesting to see how they do traversal. Because, like, GTA 5, for as big as it is, once you're in a plane, yeah, it does, you know, it's still big, but like, it's the right size of scale where getting from top to bottom from like airport to airport still Mm -hmm. takes you like 10 minutes, but it's, you're still having, you know, it's still a vibe. You're still kind of chill. And same thing with running up and down the highways, but like, Mm -hmm. If it's just <clears throat> three times as large and takes me it's, three times as long to get top to bottom, it's going to be a, a yeah, it's, it'll be, be a little bit of a bear. Maybe they'll have high speed rail. Don't even do that. Just give me, give me something. Do like with Spider Man. I'm all over New York City, but I didn't ever feel going from. And GTA is very good at doing this anyway. Yeah. But I didn't ever feel pain going from one end to the other. You know, there was always mm. it was either something to do. The world felt lived in. There yeah. was always things going on. I mean, the, if anyone the, could pull it off, it's Rockstar. Right. So. The gameplay was so much fun too that I, you know, you'd crash a car for GTA, crash a car, do a ha ha thing, and then you could have that story of like, oh yeah, and then I robbed this place and we did whatever, and then I drove, got back in the car, took off, and like the cops, and you're like having this whole adventure as you're just living the map. <clears throat> the thing that GTA needs to not do is if they go triples the size, is to go, hey, uh, Timmy's got my loaf of bread. On the other side of town. Can you go get it for me? And you're like, I'm not doing a fetch quest that's 30 minutes long. What? No. The Last of Us. But you'll do it if they tell you it's drugs. They're going to have to pay me a lot. And then at least when I get over there, have a whole shit show happen. Yeah. Which is generally what they do. Right. The Last of Us Part 2 for PlayStation 5 has appeared on the PlayStation Network back end, and since been confirmed and released by PlayStation, Naughty Dog, and everybody else. Uh, Sony, Naughty So I guess Dog, it's not in the rumor roundup It's anymore. not in a rumor anymore. It is confirmed to be launching in January 2024, specifically January 24th, I believe, or January 19th, one of those two days. They're five days apart. You figure out which one makes more sense. You know, don't worry about it because you're not going to buy it. Now, here's the only way you're allowed to buy this. There's only one way. It's the way I would allow you to buy it. It's the way I would allow myself to buy it. It's the way I would allow somebody else to buy it. Because we bought it on PS4. It's true. And they are doing a $10 upgrade. upgrade. Ah. So you can, and you can, and you can move your PS4 save over. Okay. All right. So now, now it is effectively $10 DLC. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I can live with that. 
But if you are the sick fuck that bought this game on PS4 in 2020 and is going to buy the full game again on PS5, you're a problem. You're a whale. That's whale noises. Damn. Dory confirmed them. All right. Embracer CEO Lars Vingaforge. Uh, was once again asked how he feels about the Kodor remake during their earnings presentation. Quote, I noticed that anything I say to this becomes a headline, so that is my only comment, end quote. According to Jeff Grubb, no one is working on the game, and Sony has cut ties with the project, and everybody else says it doesn't exist. It be dead. Publisher Asper Media has claimed that the canceled Kodor 2 Nintendo Switch DLC at the center of a class action lawsuit was down to a third-party objection. Which, if you put the two together... Objection! It's an Ace Attorney reference. A former Dragon Age Dreadwolf animator has mentioned a 2024 release date for the next entry in the franchise. That person is a liar. According to the ArtStation profile of concept artist Marvel's Wolverine is targeting 2024, and Sony Ben's next game has a 2025 release window. I Those, I believe, more than the other one. Oof. The, Ty- <laughs> the Taiwanese ratings board has seemingly revealed the identity of three upcoming PlayStation Plus Classics titles. Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, Thrillville, and Thrillville Off the Rails. you remember Thrillville? I do not. It was like the theme park one? I probably would had like a roller Had a roller coaster on the front? It was on the cover of the disc? Yeah, I think I do. The upcoming Wonder Woman game from Monolith Productions was revealed as a single-player game in an open-world setting, but a recent job listing suggests that it may include live service features. And Sega Chief Operating Officer was on CNBC and said they are launching two new Persona games in 2024. He also said Yakuza and Persona were examples of franchises that could be adapted to live action. And holy shit, the amount of stuff you could make out of the Yakuza one. Just doing side missions alone to do filler stories. Disney would lose their mind with the amount of one-off series they could make. (laughs) You could do TV shows. You could do movies. And it would all make sense. You do movies, and then you do TV shows to do all the side quests. And yeah. in in the meantime, yeah, each it episode, was, each episode like, is him just dealing with a side quest like thirty minutes. <laughs> the work is all done. Can, I would. Can you imagine <clears throat> just like recreating a live action? Like there are. I think there is a Yakuza movie. Uh, it's it campy as all hell from nineties, early two thousands. I don't remember, but um. I'm just picturing them doing like a whole movie, right? And it's basically doing uh, a movie per game. There's like 15 main games or whatever, right? So then you do that. And then in between the movies releasing, they just have like 10 episode seasons and they're 30 to hour long minute episodes. And all it is is just random side bullshit, like him in the fighting ring, fighting a tiger out of nowhere. And you're just like, fuck is happening? People would love it. If you all you would need really is like stick to, to it being the game is good casting. Right. And stick to <clears> it being <throat> the game. Don't get away from the fact that it's silly. Be black dynamite. Yeah. Be be corny. That other movie's still coming out. That other movie is downloaded on my computer. Okay. There you go. The Outlaw Johnny Black. Yeah. There it is. Because I saw that the other day and I went Give me it. I watched um Enter the Dragon, okay. movie. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It was just I, I enjoyed it more just because of how similar it is to 
Well, I guess how similar Black Dynamite is to yeah, yeah, Dynamite Dragon, <laughs> which is which is what it's supposed to. Be. Yeah, which is the whole point. That's <clears> why I can't <throat> wait to see how well Johnny Black and how campy it is compared to westerns. Oh yeah, so much potential. All right, number nine, we got some wow news. Woo! Ten days after the release of the Guardians of the Dream update, World of Warcraft fans were treated to a preview of the next major patch, Seeds of Renewal. I just want to be real clear, yes. real quick, before you continue. I fucking hate this. Hey, what? I hate that they dropped the new patch, and we couldn't even enjoy it before all the people that are, data- too quick are just data mining everything to be like, the new stuff just came out, and they're like, yeah, well, the next patch you're going to be able to do this, 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 this. I'm like, that's four months away. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I wish they delayed it for two months. Mm. Or at least until... Like, you think the idea is they drop this stuff? Well, because they start just doing work on the next thing. Like, the yeah, next I, thing's out, so... Do you think they do this? They release this PR stuff, though, to get ahead of the data mining? No. Okay. I think they do it just because they want to update their PTR so they can start having people get in there and test things. And mm-hmm. once they release their PTR, they need to say something before somebody else starts just yeah. jumping in. So, like, ahead of the data mining, but more, like, at the same time as the mm-hmm. data mining is going to start? Uh, well, there is no release window yet. The developer outlined several major additions, chiefly the availability of follower AI to fill in missing characters during normal dungeons. From the PTR notes... Uh, Follower dungeons are available for all eight of the original Dragonflight dungeons on normal difficulty. Queue solo or partner up with up to four players in your party and queue into any follower dungeon. Once entering the dungeon, a follower NPC will join your party and fill any role that wasn't filled by one of your pre-existing party members. Uh, Rewards given will be the same to that of running normal dungeons with a full uh, party of players. And then uh, Seeds of Renewal also might see dragon riding extended from just Dragonflight zones to the entirety of Azeroth. I believe confirmed we'll see that. Yep. 80% speed, I've heard. Mount speed. I guess when you're in dragon, if you're in a non-Dragonflight zone, dragon riding, you will only do 80% mount speed. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I just reading shit. But yeah, nope. They they already started announcing that stuff, and I was just kind of like, <clears> cool. <throat> I don't care. Yeah. This is four months away. I'd prefer to enjoy the stuff I just got. Well, you can't. You have to read about all the new It's things. It's literally like them handing you dessert and then immediately walking out with another pie before you've even taken the slice out of the first one and being like, yep, you're going to eat this one, too. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? No. Too much of a good thing. You want to take the first 10? I'll take the last 10. Sure, that works for me. Questionable things, not full paragraphs. First full paragraph. The former boss of Forza Studio 10... Sorry, Forza Studio Turn 10, Alan Hartman, has been promoted to head of Xbox Game Studios. Hartman is taking over from Matt Booty, who has been promoted to the president of Game Game Content and Studios. This role involves heading up both the Xbox Game Studios and ZeniMax. Humble Games has laid off an unknown number of employees due to restructuring efforts. Wargaming has raised over $1 million for Ukraine aid, which is a weird sentence when you think about it. Yep. Boosteroid Cloud Gaming has joined Samsung's gaming hub. Embracer has released its latest financial results. couple takeaways. Its net debt has been reduced to $1.4 billion, a 31% improvement over last year. The company also confirmed that 904 people have been laid off as part of the restructure. 
Payday 3 has already recouped publisher Starbreeze's investment since its September launch. Scopely has announced that Monopoly Go brought in over $1 billion in consumer spending. For the record, that is Monopoly on your phone. That is yeah, a mobile Monopoly. That's billion with a B. Holy fuck. <laughs> so when I said I was going to try Terra Nil, maybe Monopoly. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, whatever. Digital Monopoly has always been like the next thing, though. This is going to, you want to sound old man talking about mobile games. Digital Monopoly is one of the premier games to make digital for ease of use playing. Oh, yeah. I get it. I understand. But like, you never hear about it. But like, even, no, no, you never would because it's going to, you know, who's going to be playing this is a bunch of 95 year olds that can barely move their phone. But can you imagine just sitting around a, literally Thanksgiving summing up, right? Let's play a board game. Let's play Monopoly. Okay. What if we all just, watch TV, watch the football game on our phone or watch the football game on TV and play Monopoly on our phone so we don't have to like deal with the whole money thing and just let a computer be the bank. And they're like, oh yeah, sure. Like that that is way easier. Then everybody gets to just do what they're doing. Oh, Timmy, it's your turn. Hey, fucking buy your thing. Holy shit, touchdown. I said, buy it. Come on. You want to trade properties or not? Yeah, I'm fucking walking here. I don't know why I turned into that, but so that's the future. That's Monopoly. That's what Monopoly does to you. And then you flip the board. Number eight, Annapurna has acquired South Africa-based 24-bit games. 24-bit games was established in 2012, and it has ported and co-developed projects such as Cocoon, Neon White, and Maquette. <laughs> it's definitely not Maquette. Uh, Neon White, also really good game. Number nine, Naughty Dog's co-president, head of creative Neil Druckmann, will receive the Andrew Yoon Legend Award at the 13th Annual New York Game Awards. The Andrew Yoon Legend Award acknowledges... Uh, that is a tongue twister. Andrew Yoon Legend Award acknowledges those who have shaped the games industry, with past winners including Phil Spencer, Tim Schafer, Hideo Kojima, Reggie fils Jade Raymond, and Todd Howard. Christian Yearling, head of technology at Naughty Dog, has decided to leave the studio because he wasn't getting the award that Neil's getting. <laughs> like I'm sick of this motherfucker taking all the credit all the time. He's not even that good. He hasn't worked on a game in years. <laughs> That's probably fucking true, though. It probably is. Well, in it, you know, inadvertently true or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why would you when you're having to make who knows how many other decisions? Anyway, that's my turn. What decisions? Whether to make to, the, to remaster make the game again? Another game again? <clears throat> all right, number eleven. It's a hard one to make. The PlayStation Portal, which launched on November 15th, has already sold out in the UK and the US. It seems as though scalpers may have hoarded some of the supply. Uh, Sony's senior VP of platform experience said the Portal was not designed to make a profit, no but shit. to increase playtime. I don't believe that. For You're not selling that for $200 telling me you didn't want to make a profit. Also, there was a teardown done, uh, and the chip is uh, uh, it, it's using some underperforming chip, and it has terrible repairability. And uh, it was awful to take apart. So. Yeah, so everything that everybody expected. Yep. TikTok owner ByteDance is reportedly exploring options to sell Shanghai developer Moonton Technology. That's a good name. Moonton is due to face Riot parent Tencent in court. Moonton is accusing Riot of copyright infringement. Unity 6 is launching in 2024. <laughs> featuring AI tools and more multiplayer tech. Unity is focusing on a yearly system of more incremental updates rather than major releases. 
Games firm Digital Bros Group has announced that it will reduce its global staff by 30%. Digital Bros develops, publishes, and distributes games such as Puzzle Quest 3, Gunfire Reborn, Miasma Chronicles. Gunfire Reborn, good time. Good time. Amazon Games has laid off 180 staffers of its games workforce. Meta has signed an agreement with Tencent that will see the conglomerate become the exclusive seller of the Meta headsets in China. The deal says that Tencent will take more content and service revenue, while Meta will obtain a larger share of device sales. It's kind of a big one. Capcom announced a new Dragon's Dogma 2 showcase scheduled for Tuesday, November 28th, airing at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. According to the Peggy Ratings Board, the game will release on March 22nd, 2024. Supergiant's critically acclaimed title Hades is coming to iOS, but as a Netflix exclusive. Of course it is. Netflix has revealed the animated The Witcher show, Sirens of the Deep, which will premiere in 2024. Uh, The animated show will see the return of video game actor Doug Cockle as the voice of Geralt of Rivia. Who the fuck is that? I don't know. He's the guy who voices Geralt in the video game. This show. I never knew his name, so. The show will also feature actors from the live-action Witcher series. Luxury jeweler Tiffany is making a range of Pokemon jewelry with the prices going up to $29,000. Absolutely not. Just no. Uh, I got to ask you a question on here before I forget to ask you. The yes. This. You don't happen to have like another power supply at home. Um, That's I'm, modular specifically. I might. So the reason being... Mm-hmm. That case, yes, has my old PC in it. Yes, and when I say my old PC, I mean my old old one, not the one that used to be running this. Yes, the one that used to be running this before this one used to be running this before that. Yeah, uh, but now I was gonna take the one out that I have down there, swapper, put mm-hmm. this one into its retirement home. Yep. Uh, but the problem is that the power supply I have in there is old, yes. and I think it's still molexed. Okay, and that will not be compatible with my other board. Yeah, so I need the modern version, and I just—it's either that or I just, you know, buy a cheap power supply and be done with it. But. Yeah, I'll take a quick look. I'm not sure. I know I gave a PC to Joey a, a couple months ago, so I don't know what yeah. I have. For if, if not, like whatever. That. If you do, cool. Yeah, Got if it's it. modular, even better. If it's not, whatever. Yeah. Uh, that being said, it's been seven days. What you been up to? Um, it's been a wild week for me. Uh, Monday, I went to work for half the day, left at noon, drove to Canada, Toronto. Canada. Yep. Drove to Toronto, took the company car, which was amazing because it had ventilated seats. Holy shit. Oh, you get to breathe. Um, went to Toronto, uh, to go to a board house. Um. Doing big company man shit. Yeah, it was cool. Met some alarm.com people there, some PCB designers and project managers and we did the whole like you know let's go out to dinner and then we went to the board house the next day and and toured around and talked to people about shit for a while and then we left toronto at like um i think around 2 um got home around 7 toronto big big city yeah big sprawl oh yeah um a lot of tech 
companies there too. Yes, also true. A lot of uh, Canadians there too. That I mean, it is in Canada. Apparently, one sixth of Canada's population is in Toronto. I believe that. Um, there's a. Did you have that moment? Like, and obviously, don't you know? Don't divulge company secrets, but like going through those buildings and like looking at things. Yes. Did you have that moment where you kind of either go, "Why the fuck do you do that this way?" Or like the I wish we had this or the like was was there ever that moment of like I'm envious or this seems way more complicated than how we do it. Like what the fuck are you doing? <clears throat> they had um so this boardhouse was interesting in that it was um the US location, which is the parent company, which we we met the owner and stuff. Uh they do really small builds there. So, like, you know, either really small production builds or prototype runs. And then they, for large production runs, you know, they do it overseas. And then they get shipped there for testing. So, they had really interesting testing equipment. They had, like, a really big um, machine. And basically, they 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 have the same construction as, like, a 3D printer where it's an X, Y, right. Z situation. Yep. And but there's like eight probes. Oh, so it does like the sh- so yeah, you know, so it, it's like it probing. Has like the the <clears throat> almost car. Uh, I was gonna say carbon fiber. When you do carbon fiber, it's closer to a slow weave. But this one, well, it's funny you similar. say that because this one, this the machine that they were showing us was brand new and it had carbon fiber arms because a big problem because it's they're moving so fast now yeah. that weight's a big concern. And it was just neat to see that because like you know it was the company that designed it and built it and everything like that. They sell them to countries all over the world. So instead of putting like pass fail, they put a happy face and a sad face. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, dumb stuff like that. Universal signs. Yep. Um, there was some interesting stuff like, for example, so like the silk screen on a board. Yeah. Um, white, mostly what you see, which is fine. It's all done with inkjet printers, which is, interesting to me because it's just basically a commercial in check printer what is even more interesting is that if you want something other than white there's no way to like print it with modern technology so if you're like i want a blue silk screen they have to do it by hand the way that they did it like 25 30 years ago oh it's it's really interesting um what other thing what one thing did happen was um a lot, the people we were with were really interested in flex boards. Okay, yeah. And the combination of rigid and flex. Sure. And uh, they were asking questions, and they were showing us how they pressed them together and stuff like that. And then it got to the point where they were like, well, how are you, you know, how are you pressing flex and rigid together and then removing, like, and in, in having it, because it's, it's layered, you know? It's all right, layered together right, and yeah. pressed. So, like, how are they, how are you having flex between rigid but and still you know making it work and they're like we can't tell you that that's we got to keep some secrets yeah so that was like you know so we did that um and then i we came home on uh tuesday night and i had to go and work wednesday morning and prep for thursday because thursday we had um 
a company coming up from Dallas, Texas to look at, I've been working on a project, uh, writing a test and building a test fixture for the past couple months for their board. And they had engineers and quality people coming up on Thursday to basically qualify our fixture and say, we approve, use it in production. And, uh, and then we're here on Monday, which or Friday, I mean, we're here Friday. And basically my entire day at work was just like, you know, just sitting at my computer desk being like, uh, uh just zombified. Yeah. Um, this weekend I should actually start putting the sim rig together, like the, the aluminum extrusion rig together. I ordered a monitor stand that should be here in like a week. Nice. Um, and I ordered, uh, some plates that already came in for adapter plates for attaching things. There. Yeah. Attaching the wheelbase. And, uh, I need to find a seat or figure out what I'm going to do for a seat. And, um, progress. Yeah. That's about it. What have you <laughs> been up to? Uh, not anywhere near as hectic a week as you, uh, Took some time to play the new patch. Now the new season's out. Nice. You've been doing dungeons. Just took time because I was like, I need to not be at work right now because I'm losing my mind. That's fair. I I, I was running my mouth with them the other day. I was just like, like, oh, so what are you going to do? I'm like, nothing. I'm going to do literally nothing. I just need to like not be here. Yeah, just, decompress. Like, like essentially just decompressive. And there's nothing now. Like, I think that's like just too stressing. But like, we're just kind of yeah. reaching that point where I'm like, I could... I can feel my angst showing up and like wanting to snap. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Nope, just don't be here for a bit. You'll be yeah. okay. And doing it, going into this and then coming in next week, only having three days. Cause we, you know, then holidays. So I'm gone mm-hmm. again and whatever. It's like, okay, good. That'll be a good, good reset. Yeah. Cause I was like, man, if I could take a month off, I would mm-hmm. and just disappear. But I also know that if I take that month off, there's always that thought in the back of your head. that's going, I know shit's not getting done. I know I'm going to walk into it yeah. a month. Yeah. Um. So it's a, it's a little bit of like. There's also part where you know, depending on what the weather is and everything, coming into the winter is like. There's going to be times where I might just work at home. And yeah. That, that alone will probably save my sanity. Some of just like, I can still do everything I'm doing, but just not you know be there. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I've just been I've been enjoying playing the playing the new season. I did do the entire raid on normal. Nice uh, last night. Uh, Thoughts so done. Uh, it was it was fun. It was a good raid. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll do any more of it. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see. Was it a random group or was it some of your... It was the, it was the guys. Okay. Uh, I wasn't planning on doing it. We were uh, Tree and I were getting ready to run keys and just kind of like sitting around. And then uh, Buck messaged me and said, "Yo, I I know like you guys." You're like you said, you kind of didn't want to, but like, you want to come just vibe for the normal this normal night. Like, we'll just slap it out and be done with it, and and whatever is like, you know, I'll bring both of you guys. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, we're not really planning to do anything else. I managed to pull a bunch of tear, so it kind of worked out. But the, nice. <laughs> the, uh, it was just like, all right, cool. That's that's done. Maybe at some point, you know, I'll get the itch to do it again or I'll, to get more. Or, or whatever, but I there's just part of me that's like I I it's the same thing always that we've talked about of just 
there's groups that I enjoy with, and then there's just always going to be a bad egg. And that bad egg, I will, even though I shouldn't, let ruin so much. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, oh, God. Why, when we were all doing so good, why are you here? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it'll be whatever. We'll, uh, I'll see. We'll figure it out. We'll do something. But, you know, raid's done. Keys are, are, are being done. It's a good time. So uh, you and I reinstalled my entire PC, so I have to reinstall Alan Wake, reinstall yeah. like a dragon. Uh, okay, that was gonna be my next yeah. question. Is like you finished Spider Man, right? Yeah, Spider Man, I platinum to finish. So you have um, Man with No Name left, and Alan Wake too, and Alan Wake too. In terms of like story things to do, yeah. Um, and then Christmas Break is gonna be looking like. Uh, Advanced Wars, maybe. I don't like that it's $60. That's the problem with that one. I don't know if I really want to... Spend, uh, but Mario Wonder, RPG, and Assassin's Creed Mirage will all be in... Hopefully, I'll be in that week of trying to get those done, which is why I want to get the other ones done before that. Yeah. Um, I keep forgetting about Assassin's Creed. But uh, I got to reinstall them and, and go back to getting through them. Uh, I think that was it. Because, yeah, it, it literally happened Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday night, my PC started shitting itself, and I was like, that's it. Fuck it, yeah. It, 1 a.m. That's it. I'm, you're fucking changing because I'm done with you. And my my angry IT Nate took over, and I was like, I'm going to bend this machine to my will. Uh, and then it uh, beat the shit out of me for the next four days. And I think I finally tamed it. <laughs> Our battle will be legendary. That's literally me to every machine I come across. <laughs> oh! Uh, have you come across any good Black Friday deals? Uh, the only one that I decided to spring on so far, because it's the cheapest they've ever been, and I said I might as I've always had two, so I might as well just get a second one. Uh, as I did buy a second plate, uh, second Dual Sense for the PC or yeah. for the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, bought the all black one. Classy. Almost bought the blue one. Almost. Classy. Uh, but yeah, so that's downstairs. I do have that. And it's mainly I don't I've never needed two controllers for a while now, mm-hmm. but it's more it's of quality just of life. A, it's a quality of life. No, I don't ever usually have to worry about swapping between controllers like the oh this one died. Might as well grab another one and keep going. Yeah. No, normally, because I'm playing so many games, it's like okay, good that one died. You I will to, charge this and go play another game while I'm. You, you know, have explained to me. I bought I bought two controllers right away. But also, you use yours like a media console. Theoretically, but or like I know that used to be a thing of like yeah. that's why your controllers would yep. always die, but I don't. So it was like I never mm-hmm. ran into the need to do it. Like that was the same thing. My guy at works like I always buy two right off the rip. Yeah, because he's like, if I'm playing a game and one dies, I just grab the other one and keep going. And I'm like, I just charge it. I don't. Uh, but I'm, I mean, I'm doing all these other things. So it's <clears throat> um, there's that. Uh, that's the only one I, I've. I've seen a couple other deals that I just like nothing's really been like <sighs> I mean we're still just starting. Yeah. I haven't looked at any like anybody's ads. Like I haven't looked at Target's Black Friday ad, Best Buy's Black Friday ad. Like I haven't yeah. done any of that stuff of like, oh, is there anything I should at least just order? Like is Pyrex a really good Pyrex deal going to be you know $10 for a good set? Uh spoiler alert, that's one of the best Black Friday deals you can buy. Straight up. Pyrex? Well, remember all the glass? Yeah. Things that order, they would always get an end cap up in mm-hmm. kitchen, and it was always like the forty dollar sets that were down to like fifteen. Yeah, 
and we only ever had so many and they were always sold out immediately. Yep. But it's like good glassware storage instead of like the plastic stuff. Yeah. It's one of the best when I say one of the best Black Friday purchases you can make, it's because it's practical and it normally doesn't drop that cheap throughout the year. No. It it'll get close, but it's not consistent. It's usually around like baking or back to school times. I think um I bought speaker stands for my because you have speakers. well you yeah you have uh actual speakers and uh Me speaker standing those doesn't really make much sense yeah that's true <laughs> um and i i i did randomly notice like how cheap storage has gotten again oh storage is dirt cheap right now yeah like i saw a it's four terabyte hysterical. like gen 4 m2 drive for probably 90 bucks it was uh gen it was a i think it was gen 5 it was four terabyte, and it was like two two hundred, I think. Which even that would is going to be <clears throat> another fifty dollars off here in a minute. Yeah, and I was just like, when did this shit get so cheap? Oh yeah, no, storage has been plummeting, and I've I've been debating re-upping another yeah. massive drive, but uh, nope, storage has been plummeting. I've debated buying another TV. Yeah, uh, I was looking at monitors, but I mean, but when I, I say buy another TV, I mean get a, like a something big old OLED. Yeah, put I would, it downstairs. I would say, like, at this point, if I had to get another TV, I would just get an OLED. Oh, I 100% <clears> would, because I know exactly which one I would buy, because it's the one that my buddy has at his house. Yeah. Um, but then put that in the living room, move the living room one up here, move this one. Do the, the, whole, do the whole cycle. The whole rotation. Uh, but then if I do that, if I got a bigger one downstairs, I yeah. need to mount it. And if I mount it, then I need to redesign the living room. And if I redesign the living room, then I need to... It's mouse a cookie. Yeah, 100%. Well, that's kind of like the speaker stand thing is going to kick that off for mm. me. Gotcha. And I just was like, you know what? They're so fucking cheap. I'm just going to do it, and I'll deal with it when it gets here. Yep, you know? and like, I, I've stopped myself multiple times going, oh, just deal with it when it gets here. And it's like, nope. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, all right. That's all I got. Same. All right, cool. And then we will see you guys in seven days. Toodaloo. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.